Welcome to the First Thought podcast at Galway International Arts Festival. I am Paul Fahey, Artistic Director of the Festival, and in this series you will get a slice of the festival you can listen to anytime, anywhere. Tune in for fascinating First Thought talks, First Thought backstage, final hours and more. You can listen back to all episodes via giaf.ie or find First Thought on any podcast platform. Director and indeed performer of the show, uh, Luke Murphy, and indeed the other performer in the show. But a small part this evening, a very large part in the other episodes. Uh, He's uh, in it. He's in it. Will Thornton. Thompson. Thompson. Sorry, Thompson. Um, so uh, I guess just to, to, to begin, um, I'm sure everybody's got a, a huge amount of questions. It's a really rich piece of work, and there's a lot of. Uh, deep themes in there as well, but we might maybe just kind of start off with the process of it and maybe the origins of the show and how this kind of developed for you. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, gosh, so, um, I have a little book full of kind of like my like Sunday shows. Um, so COVID happened and all the shows that were supposed to happen weren't going to. Uh, so I kind of opened my book of Sunday shows. Um, <laughs> And then just through a kind of a mix of kind of, oh, that could actually be like this, it, that kind of came about. Um, in one way, when the response to, for live performance was to stream everything, um, and that was a really, it was a great initiative from the Arts Council, it kept people working, but suddenly theatre was kind of set to compete with, you know, what was it, Tiger King? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, so, and, and that, and that, you know, there's a limited moment where you kind of say, actually, this isn't our form and the strengths of our form aren't to be seen on the screen. And if people can flick over to Netflix, like they eventually they're going to do it, you know? Um, so I kind of thought, well, if we're being kind of asked to work in television, like what would make it, what would it be to make a, a theatre show that's kind of for Netflix generation? What is it to make a show that works like television that uses the, the structure of television and the kind of the, the main question of television, which is kind of like, how do you get people to tune back in? Um, mm-hmm. So um, there was that, that was a big impetus for it. Um, and the glass box and the set and everything came from really, like everything was really a manifestation of just a response to something over the COVID process. So I was in a house in West Cork and it had a living room that was about five meters by three and a half meters. And I was like, well, I can rehearse in here. So maybe if I can have a performer, I, can, I was a two-bedroom house, so I was like, I'll see if I can get one person to come and we can live together and we can just work in our living room and we'll just make a show that happens in a living room. Um, so that was one part of it. Um, the, the voyeuristic, originally the show, uh, instead of having glass walls, there was booths, so every audience member was up against one pane of glass and it was kind of eight audience members could see it in a, in a given performance. And everyone, therefore, was in their own in their own space with their own ventilation, and they kind of made it a, a piece that could be seen over COVID. Um, so that you know, it's not that everything was just problem solving, but there's something about the voyeurism and what it means to look into another world 
so then that was kind of okay well what's the world that you're looking into mm. so um, a lot of the time with the shows I make I know what the world of the work is and I know what I kind of want I'm kind of interested in what the audience engagement is or the audience's experience and then I went to a, a process then afterwards to kind of really work out what the narrative was that would support that world mm. so originally it was originally it was that the world is ending and the world's come together to decide whether humanity is worth saving <laughs> and they've got people in a room that are being observed but the world has actually ended and they don't know so they're just still in there for years and years and years and no one's watching anymore um, and we didn't that kind of fell away because how do you actually represent whether humanity is worth saving with just two people with like such a, like mm. a you know you, you, it's just it's just not a it's not a it's not a question that actually holds weight. Um, so uh, then the narrative, they're not telling you what the narrative is yet, but, <laughs> but it, it kind of, it went through, like then we kind of worked backwards and we kind of said like, okay, well it's, it's this and it's this and it's this and we kind of came to the story that we're at. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. And how did the process in terms of choreography and then scripted pieces and that sort of thing work and, and was, was well, how did this work for you as well? I'll ask Luke first and come to you then about how you enter this process in terms mm -hmm. of how, how it works. So uh -huh. How did the kind of piecing it together in terms of the choreography and then the, the various kind of set pieces, I guess? Um, I developed episode one probably before I, I like before in research. So I had episode one and I had the structure of the four episodes worked out, but I kind of knew the map of the four episodes. Um, I'd made episode three more or less on my own before I got to the creative process. Um, and you know, like it's hard to say. It's really hard to say actually, like what the process of writing and movement is, because it just it starts with just thematically and narratively, just a, a huge, almost like a, a just a jungle of ideas and a jungle of kind of things, and that feel instinctively linked or um, somewhere inside me. And then the, the process in the studio a lot of times is actually trying to make sense of what that instinct is, um, and deciding what has a place and what doesn't. Um, so I, like I, I wrote a lot, I was writing in the evenings a lot, and so we'd kind of work during the day and we'd maybe improvise something and then I'd go, okay, I think we need a scene that does this narratively, and I'd go away that night and I'd write that scene and then come in and we'd try it. Um, and then choreographically we worked together, you know, like we worked together on that. Certainly episode four we made completely together. Mm -hmm. um, well, it was about six, so we came back COVID, so we came out a bit late. I had, I had COVID yeah. for real. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure where along the line the creative process I joined. Yeah. I think there was, there was several researchers, right? That, yeah, there's a lot of research. Uh, you know, there were, there were periods of research and development before I joined. Um, and then I, I went and got COVID, so I was two weeks late to the process, something like two weeks late. Uh, so there was another dancer, Dermot, as well, who was in the space with uh, Lily. Yeah. But so I guess you were all devising. Yeah. And then I came in and uh, hit the ground running, really. Uh, choreographically, yeah, there was some collaborations, I think, but Luke was spearheading the ideas, and yeah. Okay, followed it from there. Yeah. And I guess the, I mean, because it is such a unique kind of format, this or this this reaction, kind of making theatre in a TV way, and also for, for people who are kind of TV literate, I guess, as well, or Netflix literate, in a way, is what we're talking about, I guess. Um, how have you found kind of the reactions or that, that process in terms of, because it's a different show, I guess, each night, uh, but then it's the marathon episode or the binge, the binge watch, I guess, <laughs> where you do it all together. Um, 
and have you had people come up? It might be interesting maybe to ask. Actually, we could maybe ask you just hands up. Have people seen episode one or, or two here already? Oh, fantastic! Okay. Hey. And did, did people see? Did any people see it in twenty twenty one? Okay. Yay. Okay. <laughs> and, and has, has anyone seen all all four episodes? Okay. Yay. <laughs> so what I find interesting is it does it does have that tune in factor in a way of like somebody might have seen episode one and three maybe or two just or um, or the whole thing. Um, so by, so we start maybe from the performer perspective. Is that? Work is it, is it nice working in this way? Is it, is it complicated trying to keep track? Like, is there emotional scores that go on with this sort of thing for you? Or you know, I guess it's a pretty woolly question, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe I didn't completely understand the question, but emotional scores definitely. This it's I think it's very very revealing doing one episode a night. We've learned a lot about the episodes individually, you know, yeah. doing it this way and coming this time around doing the omnibus, the all four episodes. But what was it? Four nights in a row. Five nights in a row, uh, and then coming to do one, two, and three, four separately, it's uh, it's I think shown us something. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's it's interesting, especially um, so from a performer point of view, your audience like wonderful, amazing audience. But when the audience have been with you for two hours, by the time I'm on my own, being a weatherman, they're so invested in what you're doing. So in your first five minutes, your first ten minutes in the show, when you're doing an episode in isolation. You're you're working much harder to convince your audience to invest in you. Mm-hmm. Um, so at first, I think when we did uh, we did two yesterday, our six p.m. of two was a little bit jarring because mm-hmm. you know people didn't know what the hell was going on, and um, and we also were used to going into two with this kind of emotional investment already set up, and then even though the glass is there, like you know the energetic exchange with an audience is it's so. Um, it's so fertile, yeah. Or like, what's the radiant? Um, so, um, so you'd be very sensitive to that, even, even inside a fish tank, you know. Um, that was a good question. So you you can still kind of feel the audience. Yeah, yeah, the completely, yeah, completely. And like the thing about dance is like you know, um, everyone's so literate in body language. So people like there's a there's a perspective that watching dance can be a little bit kind of. Um, uh, it can be like what, like trying to listen to a language that you don't know for people, but actually, like everyone's so literate in body language, and we're also kind of sensitive to people's body language. So as a dancer as well, you're you're really sensitive to the body language of an audience, just in terms of like what they're, the, how that people are settled in their seats, how people's movement are, those micro things that happen. So especially when the proximity is so close, all of that is information that you're you're getting feedback in real time on the rhythm of how you're working. Just what's really interesting about making work that, that that's performed in close proximity to people. Mm. Uh, so I mean, I mean, I, I one more question, and I'll open it to the audience to the, the whole the whole thing. But um, it was about uh, technology and the mediation. Some of the themes that are in the piece, obviously, as well, around uh, preserving things at one stage, at one level, and then um, kind of freedoms to innovate at another. Um, and for me. This is a complex question, I guess. But in terms of, of the choreography and how you're putting together the show, one of the things that we've got a flavour of tonight, but it's in all the other episodes as well, is the amount of different styles of dance that you actually kind of show us as well. But there's that amazing kind of feat that you're going through all these different styles. Like tonight we have the kind of Fred Astaire 
uh, uh, stuff that, that was there. But at the same time, the other thing that, that was really exciting is how, you know, you're also creating kind of work that's reflecting how we view things. So kind of tonight's piece was almost like the time lapse um, where you were, you know, uh, and that we're kind of used to these conventions through streaming services, through t television, that you were kind of replicating those as well. So to me, I mean, there's a quote about the theatre being kind of the uh, the preserver of ancient norms, but also the ad adversary of tradition, I guess. And that you're kind of doing that all the time. So I guess the question is, uh, <laughs> right, um, uh, uh, how did you go about, at one level, there were, you know, you had to kind of choose kind of all these different sort of styles, these snippets that you're going to use. But then at the other level, how, for instance, would you have done that kind of time-lapse thing? Are, are you kind of looking at yourself back on videos and stuff and then trying to replicate those rhythms of kind of time? Like how, because it's, you're showing how the body is affected by technology thematically, but very much through the process of what we're seeing, which is the, which is an amazing achievement of the show. And I was just curious, like how you went about that, I guess. Um, I got there. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a great, it's a great question, a great kind of insight into the work. Um, I don't know if my, my answer would be worthy of the question. Um, I think that in terms of choosing the dance, like there's, there's, there's so many different ways in which you have to consider how you make a show, or for me anyway. So there's, with this, there was the, the narrative structure of the show and how we were going to structure these episodes and, um, and how we were going to we're kind of drip feeding the story so that by the time you get to four ideally pretty much everything that we planned gets reconnected in some way so if you saw all four episodes like seven times that pretty much every line of text in the show has a relevance to something in the room or to something that something else that's that everything is in reference to something else um so like this the interlinking of all that content uh, is one part of making the show um, another part is the energetic line. So you know, rhythmically, rhythmically, if you, it's it's really important to give people, an, if you want people to experience that sense of what's going to happen next, and that be kind of part of while they're with you. Um, you have to figure out how to energetically upend expectations. Mm -hmm. So um, so then also the use of movement and the use of just kind of in the first episode, all of a sudden we're just doing a disco dance and it kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, and part of that is it it fits within the framework of the work and with the framework of what we're trying to do with the piece but also within that episode the first 10 minutes is like this slow burn where like very it's very very it's slow and it's quiet and then all of a sudden everything is colorful and bright and it kind of takes whatever expectation you started off with and it says actually all of this can happen as well so that's also part of how you have to kind of go through the work and figure out how what's that script like what's that energetic script um, so some of the dance work and the choice to the choice to do a, to have the the breakdown of the character happen through a jazz dance. Like part of that is also how to kind of look at what has to happen narratively, and then look at how you can get there through a you know through an, a, an obtuse and unexpected way of kind of um, of of the body telling it. Um, so that's one thing. In terms of the time lapse, like that's really just. 
that's just us doing dancing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and then and then the like the, the wider collaborative team who um, had managed to leave the city in time to avoid this um, have, um, um, are all just an amazing group of artists. I hadn't worked with anyone before this and I just feel like I rolled double sixes like over and over again. So like Stephen Dodd is the lighting designer and his language for this kind of breakdown of the space and this erosion of the space you know it's it's uh, it can be a lot it can be a lot in the eyes at times but it's it's also much more than just a flashing light if when you watch it more the uh, the intricacy of what he's built and the logic behind what he's built in terms of what it is that activates and what time it, it's a its own beautiful dramaturgy um, mm -hmm. So that collaboration in terms of also how those effects and what we're using to create this effect in the body and how we're responding to it, that's very much in conversation with him and with Rob Lowe and the sound designer and, you know, like Tara talking about collaboration, pretty much everyone who's in the room is in the process, you know, like everyone is in the process and like there's, everyone's voice is welcome and there's no lanes, like there's no stay in your lane, like everyone is welcome to share whatever comes into their head. Um, so that means that you're kind of you're creating a culture where people are able to get really excited about their ideas because they know their ideas are welcome you know so um, it's uh, yeah it's lovely yeah, but that integration comes yeah. out so clearly in the show how everything is so connected and works and moves together um, like I said I'd open it out to the audience and I'll, I'll do that now so if anybody has a question we might just do the a hand up if that's okay uh, and then uh, I'll just call on you and then if you can just speak your question we have one up here yeah just curious you know with all your hats that you've got with this show uh, what's your favorite episode as a director versus uh, actor <laughs> slash dancer versus writer I, I performatively three is the most challenging for me three. so th th three is the biggest challenge as a performer and that's my favorite so three as a performer, three is the biggest challenge for me um, because I, I kind of have to hold space for the most most of it. Um, I like all of them; they're all really different, and they all have different strengths, and they all have different problems. I, 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 don't, I don't have one; like I really don't have one. You know, um, like I really don't have one. I like them all. I like they all have a really different thing that I like about them. Like four. Four is really fulfilling to do, mm -hmm. both dance-wise and as also just the way it culminates. It really feels like you've finished a journey. Three is super hard to do. Um, two has got so many changes, so like it's the most choppy actually in terms of yeah. like. Um, and and then one is this kind of fever dream a little bit, you know. So um, yeah, it's I, I'm it's a useless answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's not that just choose among people or your children. Yeah. <laughs> first quarter, first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> two, two is the one that went through the most iterations. So like two is the one that really like we kept on going like this isn't working. We kept we kept on changing it up until like two days before tech back in twenty twenty one. So that's that's useful for information. Today was pretty good. Oh. <laughs> is there another question? Yeah. Um, I'm one of the people who just landed into episode three um, with nothing but people just love people telling me you have to go and see it. <laughs> um, and uh, so I, I'm sorry, I know very little about um, the life of the show before me standing right here. And uh, it struck me during it that if you were watching it 
on television or on Netflix, you think, God, it's so theatrical. <laughs> and when you're sitting in there, you're thinking, Jesus, it's just like Netflix. <laughs> uh, it kind of finds that part of the Venn diagram really naturally and really successfully. Um, have you considered filming it? We did. So actually, like one of the reasons we're doing the episodes individually this time around works a little differently is because though originally we um, we filmed it, we made a film of each episode. Um, and then if you got a ticket to any episode, you got the films for all of them. So you were able to kind of tailor, like maybe I'll watch one and two at home, or I'll come watch yeah. three and four live, or maybe I just watch three and then I kind of go, Jesus, what the fuck happened? And then I go back and watch <laughs> the ones. Um, and uh, we didn't share them this time, uh, really because the world is kind of, in a way, isn't the, the appetite for watching live material at home is, 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 is in a different place than it was a few years ago. But that made the question of doing the episodes individually like it's not as uh, it's not as robustly supported as it was a few years ago. So we have films of them, and uh, they're very fond of films of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, wa I, I watched them a lot when we were remounting the show. <laughs> 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 Great. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can take maybe just one one more. Yeah. yeah um, could you talk a little bit about how you choose the music and? Can I see the playlist somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the music is a it's a mixture of found sound and um, and composition by Rob Maloney. Um, um, yeah, I I listen to music all the time and I make playlists before I work on a show. So I'm listening to specific things while I'm writing and while I'm thinking of scenes, and uh, and then the process with Rob. Rob is just the most talented guy. Um, He's just the most talented guy. He's so versatile. He's so versatile. Um, so you kind of bring something to him, and you you have to find like to find this way of articulating what I like about music. So I'm not saying I like this, like make me a song like that, you know. Um, so you have to kind of actually really challenge yourself to figure out what is it about what is it about a piece of music that's important to you, and what is it achieving, and how so that you're not asking someone to feel like they have they have to in any way reference or replicate that um, and Rob does that like beautifully like um, so the music he wrote doesn't have any bear any relationship to a lot of the music that I was listening to when I was making scenes but then the scene couldn't be done to anything else now um, the playlist cheapers <laughs> um, it's long gone um, I could give you a playlist on my next show um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like what's in that one? Sing, sing, sing is in that one. Uh, what else is? Beat? That's not. Well, well that's a different one. Yeah. Um, what else is found in this well, what's show? What's the one when you put on the shoes and the, the jazz dance? Sing, that's sing, sing, sing. Like that's mm -hmm. that sing, sing, sing. It's the name that's of it. Sing, sing, sing. sing, sing. Yeah, yeah. That's one. Of, that's I think that's one of the only things. Just And there's a. Um, which Rock kind of slow dance? Rock and yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, everything else is original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. William Shatner, there's a video on YouTube of William Shatner speaking Rocket Man. Um, so that's in there. Um, yeah. yeah. What's the one where you go, uh, I think you said this is my favourite? Oh, uh, that's a Hot Chip song. That's um, that's by Hot Chip. What's the name? Uh, still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, something craft dinner. Crap craft dinner. Crap craft dinner. Yeah, yeah. Crap craft dinner by Hot Chip. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I think we might uh, wrap it up there. Uh, just to, to thank uh, Luke and Will again for an amazing show and, and being having so much energy to be able to even try to recall playlists <laughs> after what you've just performed in front of us is uh, a feat in itself. So, so thank you so much. Uh, so just to thank Luke and Will uh, yet again. Thanks very much. Thank you for joining us for this episode. For more episodes, visit giaf.ie or find the First Thought podcast on any podcast platform. First Thought is presented in association with the University of Galway.